So I'm hopping on to continue the intuitive eating series on principle number four, which is challenging the food police. So this is part two. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and do that. The reason I'm breaking this principle down into two parts is because there's a lot of content and a lot of things to cover. And I want to give you guys um, the information in a way that makes sense. So by breaking it up, it just makes it a little bit more digestible pardon the pun, for you to take in this information, but also it gives you more of a chance that you're going to be able to implement it versus trying to listen to everything all at once. So on today's episode of the Intuitive Eating Series, I'm doing part two of Challenge the Food Police, where I'm really going to dig into the food rules that are yours or that you've kind of taken on from your family, and I'm going to walk you through how to break those down. So stay tuned. listening to Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. As a registered dietitian with over 20 years of experience, I've helped thousands of people get healthier and ultimately wealthier. And now it's your turn, busy mompreneur. In this podcast, I'll be sharing with you my self-love journey back to health after years of stress and challenges, including living with a spouse with mental illness, suffering a concussion, and living with post-concussion syndrome, illnesses in my family, a death in my family, divorce, and more illnesses in my family, and all this with three kids under the age of nine. If anyone can show you how to thrive and not just survive through challenges and setbacks, it's me. Okay, so in part two of the Challenge of the Food Police series, I'm going to walk you guys through an exercise which helps us look at food rules. So as a result of diet thinking, a lot of us have created food rules based on like old beliefs that we've accumulated over time. You might not even be aware of some of the food rules that you're following because they could just have been like things that your parents did and that have been ingrained in you and, and they might not even be conscious like in your experience on a day-to-day basis. But the important thing to do is to be able to go through and see, are there food rules running the show? Because as an intuitive eater, we want to get rid of those food rules and just eat in response to that body attunement that we've been talking about. And some of these food rules will stop that process from happening. Um, So the questionnaire I'm going to walk you through, it just puts you back in touch with your food rules Um, and if you have one that I don't list feel free to to include that as well so you're going to hear me read through the questionnaire that's on page 96 in the workbook and I'm going to link that workbook below if you guys want to get your own copy and be able to go through the podcast with me that way okay so for each of the following 15 statements what are your food rules I would just check yes or no or just write like number 1 to 15 on a piece of paper and then um, put yes or no. And then you can come back or grab your own workbook and you'll be able to see what food rules you identified through this process. Um, And then it's going to be looking at exploring the answers and seeing how that, that rule provided some structure in your life or what 
how it gave you some kind of um, rules around your eating, don't ask yourself why, just get curious with what's there. Okay, so what are your food rules? So number one, do you count anything? So calories, fat, carbs, protein, points, and so forth. Is that a rule that you follow that you count things? Number two, do calories determine how much you eat? Number three, do you feel you have to eat perfectly to be a healthy eater? Number four, do you have any rules around what time of day is okay to eat? Number five, do you have any rules about snacking? Number six, are there any foods that you try to avoid? Number seven, do you have any rules around knowing the nutrition content of a meal or a food? Number eight, do you eat differently if there are other people present? Number nine, do you compare what you eat to what other people are eating? Number 10, do you have any rules around beverages? Number 11, do you have any rules around exercise and eating? Number 12, do you believe that carbs should be limited? Number 13, do you think that sweets should be avoided? Number 14, do you weigh or measure your food? And number 15, do you have a list of safe foods to eat? Okay, so that's just to have awareness. The next step so go back and take a look and if you've got your own copy of the workbook that's great the next step is going to be to challenge those food rules so you want to look at your answers and see if you can reframe them with answers that are more flexible and not absolute right so notice when your thoughts have been rigid or perfectionist like I can never snack when you know I can't snack between meals for example See if you can add for the most part. So that was the training I did on IGTV. Whereas if we say like, I don't snack between meals for the most part. Or I can trust my body to give me signals if I need to have a snack for the most part. So then it's taking away like that absolute like no snacking. And it's saying, yeah, but sometimes I might need to snack, right? Like if I exercise more or I ate less or my meal's been delayed. So maybe this snack is actually going to be the thing that I need. Okay, so it's trying to reframe it from that intuitive eater aspect or um, from that point where you realize that nothing has to be like definite, right? There's flexibility, we eat when we're hungry. There's that body attunement where we respond to what our body's asking us. So. I would encourage you to take a few minutes, pause this episode, and go through those food rules, number 1 to 15, or if you had a couple of your own that you added on there, review your answer and see if you can reframe it where it's more flexible versus like that rigid perfectionist rule. So I'm going to give you a minute to do that. 
and then I want you to come back and I'm going to talk about family food rules. Okay, so you've had a bit of time to reflect on your rules around eating. I'm going to walk you through a questionnaire. It's on page 98 in the workbook where it goes through what were your family's rules and expectations. Because a lot of us, it's going to be that familiar um, upbringing that had a big impact on on how we're eating and our relationship with food, obviously, because we're spending so much time, right, with our families as we grow up. So number one, did your parents have rigid rules for eating family meals? Number two, were you expected to clean your plate? Number three, were there any rules around snacking? Number four, were there any rules about eating sweets or desserts? Number five, were there any forbidden foods? For example, were you not allowed to eat sweets or fast food? Number six, did you ever sneak food when your parents weren't around? Number seven, did you feel excited at friends' parties because of the opportunity to eat goodies when your parents weren't around? Number eight, was there a lot of pressure about your weight? Number nine, did your mom and dad seem to have different food rules for you as opposed to rules for themselves? Number ten, Did you ever get mixed messages from your parents? For example, did they warn you not to eat too much, saying that you would gain weight, yet they insisted on your finishing your plate even if you weren't hungry? Number 11, did your parents have any rules about exercise? Number 12, did one or both of your parents diet frequently? Number 13, did one or both of your parents criticize their own body frequently? Number 14, did your parents monitor your weight? And number 15, did your parents ever put you on a diet? So distinguishing your own beliefs from your family's rules is an important part of this intuitive eating journey. So what I would encourage you to do is look at each of those answers and write down how you feel about those rules and expectations. Um, A possible statement reflecting your current thinking can be something like, um, I finish eating when my body tells me I'm full. I would only continue eating until my plate was empty if I were still hungry. Okay, and then you'll be able to identify if you're still living by some of those rules and expectations and how to move forward from that. And again, it's the self-awareness piece that we're focusing on, right? When we're trying to challenge that food police and all these different places where those rules have come from. The last part of part two of this um, principle of challenging the food police principle number four from the intuitive eating workbook that I want to walk you through on today's episode is to reflect on the impact of comments from others. Um, So a critical comment, it can have a powerful effect, right? Like if someone says to you, you know, that doesn't look very good on you, or do you really need to eat all that? 
a lot of us might feel the instinct to kind of rebel against that, right? And that can all often lead to overeating. Like, oh, you're saying I can't have that food? Well, fine, I'm going to have that food and I'll even have more. So in this exercise, it's to think about how you would respond if someone to, were to make a comment to you. And I've been doing this with clients recently where they'll get comments from, well-meaning comments maybe, from family or friends and how they can again um, demonstrate that assertiveness that I've been talking about in response to the comment. Um, you know, so if someone says, you know, I'm only worried about your health, you know, what could you say back which could actually empower you? You know, I'm, I'm looking after my health. I appreciate your feedback, but it doesn't help me. So please don't make comments or please don't comment on my body. That's an easy one, right? It's not your place to comment on my body. Um, and sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not, depending on the individual. But even if we keep trying again and we're trying to set that boundary, some people are going to respect the boundary. And if they don't, some people just won't. But it's still going to be an exercise of empowerment for you. And it's going to help you feel like you're taking some of your power back every time that you practice that asserting yourself. So I still want you to think about um, repeating the steps in that exercise of having a response for comments that are made um, that makes you feel good in the moment, right? So it's not to be rebellious or rude back to the person, but just to stand kind of in your power and that's part of the intuitive eating practice too, right? Paying attention, having patience, and practicing. So, and practicing setting boundaries with people around their comments about your body or about your food choices is part of that process. So give it a go. See how you feel after you're able to reflect on how comments from other people affect you, but also how you can respond to their comments in a way that makes you feel more empowered and reminds you that you're on this journey of intuitive eating and that you're doing a really great job. Okay, so expressing gratitude is a great way to kind of flip the switch on negative self-talk that can be some of that inner food police, right, that's affecting us as well. So thank them for their concern. And then you can have an inner kind of mantra that you repeat that reminds you like, I'm doing a great job. I am practicing intuitive eating for the most part right to take some of the pressure off so give it a go tell me how it goes and then tune back in next week where I'll be walking through the next principle on the intuitive eating series thanks for listening guys